Welcome to another episode of the First Time Bible Teacher Podcast, the podcast designed to help anyone teach the Bible, starting with the very basics. Today's episode is about dynamics in teaching. A flat message is harder to listen to and understand, so this episode is all about using your energy to make your points more clear. The energy you bring to a message is just as much a part of your teaching as any individual word you're going to say. Your dynamics are huge. They go such a long way in communicating what you think about the truth that you're trying to share. As someone who is extremely sarcastic, let me tell you, tone makes a really big difference. You can say the same thing in a couple different tones and it can hit entirely differently. And when it comes to your teaching, you want to make sure that you're thinking about the way your dynamic interprets the truth you're trying to share. I know that can be a kind of like a folded on itself concept, but the way that you say something will be the first thing people use to interpret what it was that you just said. If you said it where you really cared about it, you really meant it, like, I just want to show you guys how much Jesus can change a person's life. You could say that very flat or the way that I kind of just did. And if you're really, really into it, people can look at that and they can say, yeah, that person genuinely actually 100% believes what they're saying just through your dynamic and just through your tone. So this is something that we can't just find in the moment. This is something we need to think about beforehand. This is an important part of your prep process. That was a good sentence. Important part of your prep process. I'm going to trademark that or something. Dynamics and repetition are really the only two tools you have to emphasize something. They are really the only two things you can rely on to help you show people this point really matters. Your dynamic referring to the energy level and the excitement that you're bringing to something and repetition, obviously you know what that is. Just by repeating something, you can show people this is really important and this really matters. For a lot of teaching, I think it's important just to talk for a quick second about a lot of teaching comes from writing A lot of what you're doing in preparation is you're reading books. You're reading either the Bible itself and you're studying a text. Maybe you're reading some kind of curriculum you're going to be basing your teaching off of. Maybe you're reading commentaries and you're studying what other great theologians have written about the thing that you're about to teach on. And you are also writing your own notes down, whether by hand on uh, paper or whether you're typing it in some kind of word processor. A lot of teaching preparation happens in the form of writing. And in writing, there are a lot of different ways that you can emphasize something. You can literally bold something on the paper. You can underline it. You can show yourself that what you're trying to say is really important. Even when you're reading a book, just one really well-phrased sentence doesn't bear repeating. Just if you say it well the first time, you don't need to go back to it the second time. In teaching, that's never the case. If you want to really show somebody that something matters, it comes down to your dynamic. That's kind of like the bold and underlining of speaking. It comes down to your dynamic and it comes down to your repetition. So your dynamics in teaching are extremely important. What are some things you should try to do with your dynamic? Well, first, Start with some energy. 
you know, you don't need to necessarily go on stage and shout and yell at people or anything like that, but you want to start pretty energetic. You want to start very present in the room. I, I actually thought about beginning this episode just by yelling at you and being like, hey, you should listen, but that seemed like a bad idea. So I decided to do it in the middle. When you start, you want to draw people in with the energy that you're displaying. You want to kind of show people, hey, I'm excited to be here. I'm excited about what we're going to share. This is going to be a good time. In your introduction, you're convincing people to listen to you. You know, we have a whole episode on introductions. You can dive into that in your own time after this episode. But in your intro, you're convincing people listening to this teaching is a good idea. If you invest the time, if you really pay attention, there's going to be something in here that I believe God wants to say to you. Part of how you convince people that is you're energetic in your introduction. You're loose, you're free, you're confident, you're having a good time. It kind of shows people that they're going to have a good time if they go along with you. And you can do so much of that in your tone. Now, I know, especially with teaching, one of the things I love about it is if I'm teaching any kind of longer Bible study, if I'm teaching 25 minutes, 30 minutes, uh, if I go longer than I wanted to and I go like 40 or 45 minutes, I have plenty of time to settle in. And I can be a little loose with my first five to 10 minutes. I'm just kind of getting comfortable on the stage again. I'm getting comfortable in front of the different people that I'm sharing with. You don't really get that luxury in terms of setting your tone. Because if you show up and you present a nervous tone, that's what people are viewing your message through. So even if you're nervous, even if you're scared, even if you're kind of settling into the teaching that you're giving, make sure the thing you sacrifice isn't tone. There have been plenty of times where I have gotten off stage and people have said, wow, you seemed really confident the entire time. And I'll go, great, I was faking it. I was not confident right in the beginning, but I was deliberately thinking about setting that right tone. So make sure you start on a strong note. Now, that does not mean you need to fake it. A strong note for different people uh, just naturally looks different. A fake strong note is probably even, is, is definitely worse than you just being yourself at a lower energy level. So just be yourself. Be available in the room, be present, be totally engaged in your tone, and it'll go a long way in your teaching. Now, when you're getting out of your introduction and now you're diving into the rest of the teaching, the biggest thing I would say about tone, I'll give a couple examples along this way. Let your tone fluctuate through the body of your teaching. It's good to have really strong dynamic when you are transitioning between points. So I will make sure that my energy level is really high when it's, you know, we're finishing this introduction. Now it's time to head into point one, because just by that lift in the dynamic, I'm showing people I'm giving you part of the skeleton of this message right now. I'm giving you something you really need to pay attention to. That's really going to matter that you really need to listen to here. This is one of the bigger ideas that I'm presenting. And then as time goes along, I'll let the dynamic kind of fade slowly down. And then I'll kind of settle into more of just a regular speaking voice. But I'll go above that at times to try to make sure that uh, people are seeing this is part of the big structure of the teaching. One of the other things that I think is really important with dynamics or something that I don't do as well as I'd like to do, but something that I'm actively thinking about, I want to use a different tone when I'm reading the Bible. 
I want it to be very clear. These are not my words. This is not my idea. This is not something that I'm trying to give to you. We're here to study the words of Scripture. And in our teachings, we need to make sure that the words of Scripture are the most important words we're saying. We want to make sure that in our tone, in our dynamic, in the way that we structure our messages, that the words of Scripture are the important ones. We want to show people in our dynamic, it's time to slow down a little bit. I'm going to read this passage very deliberately, very specifically. I'm going to make sure that you really know that this is different than anything else I'm saying. Because when you do that, you're drawing people's attention back to the Word of God. Even one of the things I'll do is if I'm finishing an explanation, if I'm jumping to a new point and I'm saying, now we're going to read these next couple of verses. Let's read verse 10 or whatever. I will count in my head, one Mississippi, two Mississippi, three Mississippi. Then I start reading verse 10. I give it some time. Show people just in that break of the dynamic of this is not me just flowing from one of my ideas into another one of my ideas. This is me putting my ideas aside and bringing you back to the ideas of Scripture. You want to make sure that you're doing that. That's really helpful in showing people the priority of the Bible in your teaching. I think it's also really good to break in your tone when you're about to jump into a story or an illustration. This is something that I've talked about also in the episode about illustrations, that taking that quick little pause beforehand is really good. Um, I'm, I'm kind of showing you some different things that we've talked about as the individual parts, and this episode is putting a lot of those pieces together. The one thing we haven't really talked about, th- those are moments when you want bigger dynamic, when you want to take a pause and then jump into something else. But sometimes when you're making really powerful points, don't be afraid to get quiet. Don't be afraid to let your dynamic come down. Now, you don't want to fake this. Again, you don't want to fake some kind of emotional moment. You don't want to try to manufacture uh, the Holy Spirit doing something in the room that you're teaching. I'm not saying that if we master dynamic, then we can manipulate people into these emotional decisions. That's not the goal. That's not what we're trying to do in Bible teaching. That's bad Bible teaching. But there are moments when if you're really telling somebody a heavier truth or just a weightier part of the passage or some kind of application that you know is kind of cutting at the heart of where those people are, when you're doing that, slow it down a little bit. Get quiet. You know, when you are almost whispering, people kind of have to like lean in a little bit to hear you. And you want to see that investment. You want to draw people closer to the truth that you're sharing with them. That's the whole point of Bible teaching. So don't be afraid to, if you're coming out of an illustration, you're telling this story, you're skipping along from idea to idea, and you're bouncing from thing to thing. But then when it's time to get really serious, totally change your tone. Come way down, make people come along with you. And when you do that, people are really going to remember the thing that you just said. I hope that blessed you. Couple of things to avoid in your dynamics. One, you cannot be monotone. Do not just have your one voice the entire time. And here's something that I had to learn about being monotone. Any voice can be monotone. I remember I was learning how to teach. I had someone who was listening to me and sharing ideas on on my teaching, and they were super, super helpful in helping me begin to understand kind of how to teach the Bible. 
And one of the things that he told me, especially in my earlier time of teaching, and something I still need to think about today, was he said, I was starting at this really good energy, but then I never left that energy level. And so because of that, there was this nice tone in the beginning that never went anywhere, and I became monotone. You know, you can be monotone whether you're whispering or whether you're shouting. Monotone just means you're not leaving the tone that you're at. You're not changing your dynamic up. And monotone teaching kills your content. It makes it harder to see what part is leading to what other part. What were the big ideas you were sharing? And what was the support of those big ideas that you were sharing? So whatever you do, you can't be monotone. You have to make sure that your tone is flowing throughout the course of your message, that your dynamics are shifting up and down so that you can prioritize the important things in the minds of your listeners. The other thing is you can't try to emphasize everything. Now, I know that it sounds really unspiritual to say that there are some parts of the Bible you want to emphasize and some that you don't. And that's not exactly what I'm trying to say. But what I am saying is that sometimes when you're reading through like a letter of Paul or you're reading through one moment of Jesus doing a miracle in the Gospels or you're reading through some story of a great Old Testament character, you're reading about David or Abraham or Gideon or, or whoever, you're reading something, there are some verses and parts of the story or explanation or what have you that deliver the main point to you and there are other parts that support those main points. It is very important that we identify the difference. There are times where a huge chunk of scripture is trying to make one specific point. And if you try to emphasize all the little bits along the way, you actually wind up misusing them. And we need to be really careful about that. Just by our dynamic, we can show people that a thing means more or less than it really does. And so you want to be very careful about in your dynamic, fitting it to the part that piece plays within the scripture as a whole. You want to make sure that you're fitting your dynamic to the part that little piece of scripture is playing in the larger passage that you're teaching. More alliteration. This has been a fun episode. One last thing to avoid in your dynamic you can't get excited just because you like an idea. This fits very similarly with trying to make sure that you're letting the scripture itself determine how strong or weak you're being in your dynamic. But there are some ideas that you love that are amazing to you and that are really great ideas that are just not the key part of your message. And that's okay. It's important to let your message to de determine how strongly you should emphasize something. Let the passage itself determine this is good and needs to be emphasized, and this is a lesser idea within the passage and therefore does not need to be emphasized as much. When you are letting your wants in a message determine your dynamic in a message, you're no longer letting the scripture itself determine the dynamic, and that's never the idea. We always want to let the scripture determine the dynamic for us. A few closing ideas. If you want to get good at dynamic, it takes practice and it takes other people listening to you. It really does. You need other people listening to your dynamic. Find not just friends of yours, find mentors. 
Find older, wiser believers that are going to listen to your teachings and give you really honest feedback about all sorts of different things within it, but especially about the dynamic of your teaching. One of the things that you may feel is that your upper limit for how big and animated you can go, it may actually be bigger than you think it is. You may feel like, oh, I'm just silly if I'm talking that loudly. It may not come across that way, and you're not going to be able to tell that. You may feel like when you're getting to one of those heavier points and you're trying to lower the dynamic and come even close to a whisper, you might feel like, oh, there's no way I could talk that low and it would be okay. It may be more okay than you think it is. And if that happens, the only way that you're going to discover that is you're going to have other people listening to your message. When you have those people tell you different things about the message, about the dynamic, listen to them. Trust them. They are there to help you if you picked the right people. Another thing you could do, listen to the people you love and respect as teachers and examine their tones. We are in this wonderful age of biblical preaching where so much is available to us by podcasts and by church websites. We should use those resources. We should be willing at times to listen to certain messages and certain teachers so that we can emulate little bits of their teaching style. I'm not saying become an imitator, and I'm not saying teach someone else's message. That's lazy, and that's not you engaging with Scripture for yourself. God does so much when we engage with Him personally. But there are also things that He shows us through other great examples. So one of the things that I love doing is I'll listen to a message once just for my own heart trying really hard to shut off the part of my brain that says, I'm a teacher and I want to examine this as a teacher. Get one listen through where you let it really hit your own heart and then listen to a message again, just trying to examine the way they're teaching it. You can learn a lot just by doing that. And as you learn to do this, as you learn to pull from other people, again, don't try to be someone you're not. Copycat teaching turns you from a person to a salesman, and that's never what you want to be. You want to be a person who has met with God and now has something to share, and you want to let your dynamics reflect that. So we can learn a lot of things from a lot of different people. If I didn't believe that, I would not have started a podcast that says, hey, maybe I can help you learn a little bit more about teaching, but ultimately, you need to grapple with a passage for yourself and what the Lord has put on your heart That's what you need to share. Let your goal be reflecting for the people what you have seen in your own personal study of the passage. If you do that, people will be blessed and the word of God will go forward in powerful ways. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the First Time Bible Teacher Podcast. We have only two episodes left in the first season on the basics of Bible teaching. So now may be a really good time to tell others who may be interested in learning to teach. They could start from the beginning and get the whole body of this first season. As we get closer to the end of this season, I'll tell you a little bit more about plans for season two, which I'm really excited about, as well as some bigger plans for the podcast in general. If you like what you're hearing, please share this podcast with friends or family or any prospective Bible teacher you may know. If you go to brianrhiggins.com slash podcasts, you'll get links to whatever service you'd like to listen to this podcast on. You can also find us on Instagram by searching at First Time Bible Teacher, where this week we broke a thousand followers. Thank you so much for that. 
There you'll be able to keep up with this podcast and where it's headed, as well as find links for other helpful resources and much more. Thank you so much for listening. See you next time.